You know what's good ice cream? Okay, I know. I tell you what? what's good ice cream. I don't know that it was Briars. Give me another luxury ice cream company. Uh, it wasn't Briars. It might have been Briars. Swanson. I don't know. My wife bought a little pint of cinnamon ice cream. Ooh, I love cinnamon. Me too, dude. I saw it sitting in our freezer for a long time. And finally, I was like, well, is nobody going to eat this cinnamon ice cream? I will at least try it, right? So I opened it and Uh-oh. I peeled the thing I back, know what happened. And I had, what happened? You, what you ate think? the whole thing. Well, but <laughs> not really. Not really. Not really. Here's what happened. I took about three scoops and I was yeah. like, that is delicious. And I put it back. And then a couple days later, I had a couple more scoops. And then pretty soon, we are all the way getting close to the bottom, right? Yeah. So then I went and bought another one yeah. without telling her. And then I finished the first one. Yeah. And so now it looks like nothing's happened because yeah. uh, it's one still sitting in there. Yeah. And then I ate that second one the same way. Well, I didn't eat it all. Yesterday, Jess was like, hey, is this ice cream any good? And she just looked at me and goes, ask your dad. <laughs> and, 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 and he was like, can I finish it? Might as well. I haven't had any of it. So I, today, on the way home, I have to get now, wait a more minute. cinnamon ice cream. Some more of it. <laughs> if there's ice cream in the freezer. No, you got to eat it. And you don't finish it yeah. in a day, it's yeah. gone. No, dude. The, the, the deal is she bought that like a month ago and, no. and didn't eat it. That's no, not cool. No, you can't save no, you can't, stuff. You can't save ice cream. Ice cream's like wine. It's got to go quick. I got to go get both ice cream <laughs> and wine today. Yes. Because we got a big blizzard coming. Whatever stuck. <laughs> yeah, you got to eat. Got to pass the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> ice cream and wine sounds. Ice great. cream and wine, maybe. Oh, wait a It this. depends on the wine. Though. What about and this? Make cream. a float. Well, I'll what tell you. Okay, I will tell you this. This I got works. This big box of red wine. Somebody champagne and orange <laughs> sherbet. Champagne and orange sherbet. That's oh, pretty good. Yeah. That that sounds. Hey, good. I heard something. Yeah. I heard something yesterday. We watched that that goofy show where the people are on the yachts. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Yachtmania. Uh, the, the, yeah, yachtmania. The captain of that show uh, was he was having dinner with this uh, a set of guests, and they thought he was getting drunk. And he was like, "What do you think? Do you think I'm pounding him or something?" They're like, "Yeah." He was drinking uh, apple juice with sparkling water in it, so it looked like a cocktail, but it was just apple juice with yeah. a little bit. Of, uh, to, that's a good idea if you were trying that's to cool real. your drink, you know, and you don't want to look like you're not drinking. Have you ever done the trick where you're at, I've done this many times, where you're at some place and you know darn well the people that you are with are trying to get you drunk. They're trying to get you in trouble or they're trying to get you to a point where you're going to say some stuff you shouldn't say, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they're, And you play along with them, but you get with the waiter or the waitress or the bartender and go, look, after this second one, make it look exactly the same, but I want no booze in it. I will, I will tip you well to do that. And they love doing that. They love it because they're going to get extra tip and they know the game you're playing. And so you stay stone cold sober. It's like Greg was drinking like crazy, never got drunk. That's because Greg was drinking Coke. <laughs> I, I've done that many times. I love doing that. I don't think I've ever done that. I've lo- you'll do it when you get older because people get more sneaky when mm-hmm. they get older and they're trying to hurt you. Right now, feel... nobody cares. <laughs> well, the, yeah, that's true. No, what I mean? I mean, young people, they're not trying to get each other in trouble. By the way, did we start? I don't think we officially started, but that's okay. Right. It's the Greg and Dan Show podcast. Hey, how's it going? Let's talk like, about uh, some stuff. Woo. Ice cream. You, you know, I, I kind of feel that um, personally, a lot of my peers around my age, we've had a very interesting welcome to being 21 and up. 
in a way because I was 21 for maybe about six-ish months or so when the pandemic started. And uh, so my, my days of you know going out and drinking Woo! were limited, very limited. Yeah. And even now after the pandemic, yeah. like I, I, you know, I'm very careful right. of doing that. I, I don't yeah, go that is to true. a lot of places. Yeah. So that's kind of why I, I feel like my experience with drinking tends to be very personable, tends to be very intimate and is often like a small group right. just because that's all I could really do right. once I was legal. You're like, so. you're like a, like, you're like a commercial. You're like a commercial. I'm a commercial. Where, yeah, well, right. well, when you get to see a bunch of young people sitting around, everybody's real good looking, and they're drinking some stuff, and they're just like, ha, 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 oh, Caleb, you're a riot. <laughs> and then there's a lot of, you know, like knee slapping, yeah. and, and it feels good. It's and warm. a fire. There's always there's a, a fire. fire on the a fire. There's like a, maybe a board game okay. out. Okay, yeah. so yeah. what do there's you think I out. do? <laughs> there's a board game out. Yeah, cool furniture. Cool furniture, And yeah. there's like a little freezer that pulls out from the middle table. Yes, and a dog. There's yeah. some kind and of dog. dog. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's just, they're just, yeah. they're just cool. You're just yeah. the cool people. Mm -hmm. You're not big, uh, big old uh, balding drunks like yeah. me and Danny's yeah. group. <laughs> hey, get Larry off the floor, Danny. Get him up. Get him up. He's got to go home. I was 21 for eight months and said, boy, better move on to 22. <laughs> I don't have any idea what that means, <laughs> but that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I told you that whole story. When Dan and I uh, turned, uh, when we turned 21, the whole state of Illinois had turned upside down. Yes. Because we went to 18, no, we went to 19 for drinking, but then there was home rule, and I happened to be going to U of I in Champaign-Urbana. Urbana was 18, and then it changed, and then there was a, and then it went back to 21. It was goofy. It was super, super goofy. I didn't drink a lot when I was underage. I only had, I only did that a couple times. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't really feel. That's what they all say. I, yeah. <laughs> Well, that Boone's Farm, face it, wasn't very good. I didn't do Boone's Farm. I never did it. Yeah. You know what I did? Slow gin. Oh. There is nothing mm. more disgusting yeah. than a slow gin fizz. Look yeah. that up sometime. I'm not even sure you can you buy that product. <laughs> I tell you what, it's very purple. It's super purple. Mm -hmm. And it I'm is good. not good. It is not good. good. It is not good you, for you. You know, old people use it as a cleanser. Yeah. You can scrub your tub with that. <laughs> You know, I think a good idea for like a a weird sort of TV show mm -hmm. would be the idea of having the age of alcohol changing, right? The legal age of that and kind of going from someone maybe uh, I'm just kind of spitballing here. I like, but I, but, I, I uh, like where you're going. Maybe say it's a kid who who is in that uh, in-between phase where at one point he's able to drink and now he's not legally able to drink. And so he becomes some sort of you know, underage dealer. But he's alcohol. like 40. But he's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got another one. I got a, can I, can I dovetail off of that? Yeah. A, a, maybe a related show. I think it'd be a good show or a good discussion to talk about uh, the drink you drank when you first started drinking. For instance, for mm. me, the slow gin fizz. What if you opened a bar that only sold the drinks of beginning drinkers? You know what I mean? Man. So it would be a lot of bad beer, like Natty Light. Real bad. And things like cheap that. Cheap stuff. Cheap, cheap, Very cheap, cheap. I shouldn't say bad, cheap. Yeah. Uh, Most and, of that stuff is bad. And, We've got a uh, <laughs> late 21 Boone's Farm, if you want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just made last <laughs> month, December. 
I, I always got blown away That's when I first idea. figured this out. Uh, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, which is a type of very cheap wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MD in Mad Dog, the reason they call it Mad Dog is the initials MD. And MD stands for Mogan David, which is actually kind of a respectable wine company. I never knew that. They huh. just made a really bad one for cheap, you know, not bad, cheap, cheap. cheap. Okay, bad. It tends to be bad. It gives you very bad headaches. Okay, that's enough about booze. What else we got going? Let's go. Okay. That was way too boozy. Way too boozy? (laughs) Okay. I I went dry January. Do you know that? I I did it. I made it all the way. Dry January, yeah. You did make it all the way? Yeah. I'm back a little bit now. I'm going to take the next, I'm going to do it in increments now. That's good. Yeah. It was too much. Too much. Too much? Yeah. Hey, I'm pr- that's awesome, though. You can be proud of You know, you can transition into dry every other Tuesday. Every other Tuesday. That's a good, uh, that's a good plan. <laughs> you know, What's today? <laughs> it's Tuesday. Tuesday. No, let's make, let's make it Wednesday, then. Let's make it Wednesday. We'll do dry it tomorrow. Wednesday. We'll do it tomorrow. You know, dry every other Wednesday. <laughs> you know, okay, as, as, the re- <laughs> as the residential vegetarian here, um, I, I would like to say a great way to ease into vegetarianism or veganism is to do meatless Mondays. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say is just to drink. <laughs> well, that's tra- technically that's your vegetarian. Yeah. If you drink, only drink. What do you eat? Right. Wine. Wine. I <laughs> ate wine for lunch. Uh, uh, meatless Monday. Yeah, I will tell you this, and 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 um, it's the discipline of vegetarianism that kills me. It's not the concept. The concept actually makes me feel good. On days when I just have like salads and mm-hmm. stuff with no meat, I feel way better. Yeah. Way better. I This is the way healthiest, better. the best I've ever felt. Good. Oh, know? that's good, man. That's yeah. good. All right. It is. How tall are you? Five, nine. You still five, the same? Have you grown any since you became a vegetarian, do you think? Uh, I don't know if I've grown. I've lost weight. He, Danny, does he look <laughs> taller? He looks taller to me. Yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Looks like you're six foot. I'm I, six foot now? I think yeah. so. Well, you look it. So. All right. Back to you. Here we go. What are we doing? Great. Okay. What is an artist that made you fall in love with music? We've talked about, you know, maybe favorite songs or favorite artists of ours. But what's what's an artist or, or a band or maybe several artists oh, oh, that really I, made I, you fall I can, in love with music? I can, I, can, I can tell you. I am seven, almost eight years younger than my next brother, my brother Danny. And isn't that funny? He's Danny and my brother's Danny. And uh, Dan was a big influence on me in a lot of ways in many aspects of my life. And he was a big music guy. And he had a really fancy, for the time, reel-to-reel tape player. A big, the big reels, right? It was made by Sony. And I would, when he wasn't around, I would put that on. And he had the big headphones that are now kind of back, but the big cans on them. And I would lay on the couch. I was like eight or nine years old. And I would lay that, let the tape roll. And the two... Uh, musical influences that I most loved to hear was Simon and Garfunkel mm. and the Beatles, and especially Simon and Garfunkel because they told stories that I got I could see in my head yes. and the harmonies were beautiful. Uh, the Beatles I liked it because it was hip and cool and rocking out kind of stuff. But for for that time, I would say those two. What and, era of the Beatles? Uh, that would have been just before they broke up. Yeah. Well, but I've always liked actually all of it. I I like the really early stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just singing. What were we singing earlier today, Danny? Well, they, uh, not she loves you. What were you singing? Please, please, please. <laughs> Tomorrow I miss you. Remember I'm away. that song, whatever that is. Yeah. yeah, we're singing that. Danny, what musical influence turned you uh, on? Simon and Garfunkel. But I have to tell you, my first influence, yeah. uh, in our family was Motown. 
Uh, yeah. I grew up on the Temptations, oh, Diana yeah. Ross and mm. the Supremes, all that. Oh yeah, Four Tops. Yeah, yes. you know it's funny. My wife, of course, is from Detroit, and uh, her family had the most eclectic. Uh, uh, certainly, Motown was a thing, but her uncles, who were like a little younger than me, they were like big Kiss fans, and and <laughs> like like just a, like a weird bunch of like like really you guys like kiss what is the deal with that <laughs> of all the bands uh, out of all the bands yeah yeah I thought you that know, was funny. i love that though and i feel like that really resonates with my background in music and with my family specifically um there are so many different flares and flavors of music in there to where my i mean my music taste today is a mess you know, but I love it, and I wouldn't change it. Well, but you told us from the beginning that Frank Sinatra is your hero, and that that, that has a big influence on you. Was that your first um, musical influence? So I, I have I have a few, uh, I, and and I'd say it it kind of ranges from the different people that I that have become a big portion of my life. Um, one in particular, yeah, is Frank Sinatra. That's definitely from my grandparents. Same with just that area, especially the Rat Pack. Um, listening to a lot of that music became very important to me and uh it became a way to really collect and create memories with my grandparents peggy lee peggy lee yeah listen to peggy lee as well man i just threw that out i had no idea that you would respond well to that peggy lee remember her dan (laughs) my dad loved peggy lee oh my god my dad loved her and and that song is that all there is my friend then remember that song yeah oh i love that song my dad just would cry at that song I think I, there was something going on with Dad. I don't know what was going on, but that song made him cry. All right. Uh, uh, what about rock stuff? Where, where, yeah. what, what was your rock influence? So uh, a lot of rock comes from my parents. Uh, my, They're rockers? Yeah. My, my, my dad's big into classic rock. That's like all he listens to. And then my, my mom was Is he really like the big. Skinner? Yes, my dad's a big Skinner fan. Yeah. Tom Petty. Tom Petty's a huge influence of mine. I love oh, Tom Petty. I got something to tell you. Go ahead. Um, but my, my mom was very big into the late 80s, early 90s grunge rock scene. Um, so, you know, bands like Counting Crows and Pearl Jam, really? and Soundgarden, all those, what the heck? all those bands. Come on, Janet. Uh, What's going on? era really became She's still alternative like that? She's oh, like- yeah. Is your hair purple? No, no, no. <laughs> but I would say Dave Matthews Band is a huge influence. It's my mom's favorite band. I never got into that. Oh, really? Yeah, my, it's my mom's favorite band, and uh, that's become such a big influence on me. And I love, yeah. I love Dave Matthews Band. I'd say because of my mom, but really the, one of the first groups or artists, I should say, that really kind of I allowed myself to reach out on to was Nora Jones. I yeah. am a sucker for some Nora Jones. Who is she, the uh, daughter or niece of? Uh, she's the daughter of, uh, oh my gosh, I can literally picture his face. Yeah, famous uh, musician. Yeah. Um, Tommy guy. Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, no. Oscar Wilde. No, 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 no. I can literally. Frank Matthews. I can literally see Tom his Jones. Face. Tom Jones. Uh, Ella Fitzgerald's <laughs> brother. Donnie Fitzgerald. No, I, I actually took Quincy a, Jones. I actually took a class. No, you didn't. And we talked about it. We talked about it. No, seriously. Ravi Shankar. Ravi Shankar. Yes, Ravi Shankar. Is it Ravi Shankar? It is. What, the sitar player? Yeah, yeah. Yep. She is, Nora Jones is his daughter. Wow. You remember when she came out with that album a number of years ago? Yeah. That was a long time ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago. That was a terrific album. Come Away With Me? Come Away With Me. Best Shinner. album. Oh, Best album of hers. That is a great album. It is Top three all-time favorite albums. Shouldn't her name be Nora Shankar? Yeah, it should be. Her mom's maiden name is Jones. Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, Quincy Jones's daughter is actually Rashida yeah. Jones. Yeah, Rashida. Yeah, I love her. Actor. She's yeah. funny and beautiful too. Yeah. Can I share something with you? 
Ready? Here we go. Ready, Dan? Ready? All right. Do you remember? Now, Danny loves this. I know he loves this. When we all were treated to the traveling Wilburys. Yes. Mm. We were treated. I don't remember, but I know the, the traveling Wilburys. It was Bob Dylan, Jeff Lynn of REO, not REO, R, uh, REO. ELO, 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 something with an O, Tom Petty, Roy Orbison, and George Harrison. Yes. Right? Yep. Bunch of old guys. George Harrison's the one who put it together. Bunch of old guys. Here are their ages when they made that record. Bob Dylan was 47. Jeff Lynn was 41. Petty was 37. Roy Orbison was 52. And George Harrison was 45. That makes everybody who is over the age of 60 right now horrified. I thought they were all in their 60s when they did that. <laughs> that's why I wrote that's why I saved this when I saw that. I was like that is horrible. I thought they were all old and retired. <laughs> the actual post was remember when you thought the traveling Wilburys were a bunch of old farts? Here's their ages. And then the guy said, "Good night." Because he posted it late last night. Because <laughs> that's all you can think that's about so now. Funny. It's like, isn't you know, that funny? I, I actually listened to a really interesting podcast about the experiment with the Traveling Wilburys. And they talked about that might be one of the greatest music collaborations yeah. to ever oh, that exist. Was cool. and, and Orbison died in the midst of that. Yeah, right? yes, because right. when, they felt, when they shot End of the Line, yeah. they, they just had the a chair. chair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, With it moving. <gasps> Yeah, that great cool. song, great yeah. song. End of the line. I'm getting chills. Let's sing it. Let's sing it. Ready? At the end of the line. Going to the, the end of the line. Well, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. All right, we got it. It's the end of the line for this podcast. I tell you that right now. <laughs>